This is Dr. Julie P, and you're listening to the Bra Straps Podcast. Why bra straps? Because they're uplifting, supportive, and comforting. This podcast will feature interviews with incredible women who are doing amazing things and will surely uplift and motivate any listener. Also, check out my mini episodes with some great insights on wellness, self-care, and motivation. Thanks for listening. Let's talk about work-life balance. Life balance. Welcome back. Today, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite principles in life, uh, something that I live by and try to preach to everybody I come across, especially my coworkers. And uh, if you follow my Instagram account uh, at Bra Straps Podcast, you definitely know I talk a lot about work-life balance. It's super important to me and super important for me to share that with friends and colleagues because we need to have a healthy balance between all the hours we spend at work and our personal lives. So today I'm going to tell you some tips that I've used over the years, um, adopted and shared, so that maybe you can adopt some of these as the school year gets started for all my educator friends. Let's just remember to balance so that we can get through these school years. Or if you're not an educator, um, Maybe you had a nice summer break and you're getting back into the work mode. So just a couple of ideas I wanted to share today on work-life balance uh, tips. So what's true about all of us is that we definitely spend more time at work than we do at home. Most people work 40 hours a week at the minimum. And I don't know about you, but I definitely have side jobs, this podcast, right? Lots of different things that I do. So I'm spending more than 40 hours a week working. That's why it's really important to have that balance. What I want to remind you is that you don't have to have work-life balance just in the sense of balancing your work time and lifetime. You can also have work-life balance at work. One of the things that I've really established for myself is having boundaries from work when I leave, but also boundaries at work when I'm there so that I'm not burnt out. So let's start with the basic, right? Establishing boundaries from work. When you're off work, you want to leave work when you're off. That means you get in your car and you turn it off. Or even if you work from home, you change your location of your house, you turn that computer off, close it, and really set that boundary. Some of the things that I've done in the past that have helped me with that boundary is, I mean, I can't even remember how long ago, maybe my second or third year um, as a full-time employee, I turned off my email from my phone. In fact, I don't have access to my email at all on my phone or at home unless I absolutely have to go check it. Now, if you're not ready for that and you're like, no, my job is super important. I need to know what's going on. That's fine. Have your email on your phone or your home computer, but at least turn off your notifications. If there's something you really need to check, go ahead and like log in and check it. But those notifications are a distraction and will interrupt that life balance when you are off work. Another thing that I always do is I create habits that work for me when I get off work to turn my mind off, right? Turn that switch off from work mode to life mode. So whatever that may be for you, maybe that means that after you get off work, you 
either work from home or you commute, you uh, listen to music or you call a friend to sort of chat and turn that off or you play Candy Crush on your phone or scroll through Instagram for five minutes, whatever that thing that works for you. Um, you know, I just thought a good one. Go to the gym, right? We all love that. If you actually get your body to do something else, it's really easy to switch from that work mode to life mode. But whatever your thing is, create a daily habit that helps you separate work mode from life mode so you can truly turn it off. And once it's off, make sure you're not checking your email. You don't have those alerts popping up that you are truly having that boundary between work hours and life hours. Another thing that I always recommend people to do is make the weekend your weekend, a true weekend. On Sunday, you should not be worried about what's happening on Monday because guess what? It's going to be there Monday morning. So I know it's hard, right? Sunday night, we want to sort of prep for the week and that's okay if you want to meal prep, you want to get your clothes ready or whatever you do on Sunday nights is your routine. But I know a lot of people have this bad habit of logging onto your work email Sunday night to sort of prepare mentally for what's to come the following week. Well, what you're doing to yourself is that you're turning on work mode before you need to. So Sunday night, you're looking at what's ahead. And so that sleep that you're getting between Sunday and Monday is already processing thoughts of what you need to do Monday, what's going on, what to uh, anticipate or expect. And so I highly recommend do not check your email Sunday night. I promise you that same email and those same calendars and those same duties will be there Monday morning. If you really have anxiety about this, then say Monday mornings, you get up 15 minutes earlier and check your email before you head to work. If you really want to get that um, anxiety off your chest about what's to come, but leave Sundays for yourself, for your self-care Sunday, for your personal planning and um, maybe meal prepping, whatever whatever it is that you do Sunday nights. But try not to check your work emails or plan for work Sunday night. Wait till Monday morning and set, set time aside for Monday to plan for the week. That's always worked for me. Um, yes, I've definitely broken when I'm like really anxious about something coming up. I'll check my email real quick. Nobody's perfect, but it'll definitely help you enjoy your full weekend. Turn it off. Friday, turn it back on on Monday, right? Have your full 48 hours off, maybe even more if you possibly can. All right, so that's a big one, setting those boundaries from work. Now, like I mentioned, when you're at work, it's also important to have work-life balance. We are there for such a long time, it is impossible and also unhealthy to be fully in work mode the entire time we're physically at work. Or even if you're working at from home, it's even harder to set boundaries. So I'm going to give you some tips that I use. Maybe you can adopt in your own workplace um, that can help you have that balance and a little bit more peace when you're at work so that you don't get burnt out. So one of the things I've established for myself is to make sure I have at least one friend, depending where you work, even if you work from home, even if it's a virtual, you know, virtual on your phone, you text somebody, um, have a friend at work that you can have non-work related talks with. Maybe that means that you and a couple of people all watch The Bachelor and you kind of sort of check in on Mondays or Tuesdays, whenever it's on, um, talk about The Bachelor, talk about the Kardashians or whatever, something that has nothing to do with your job, something silly, something that really helps you turn your brain off for a minute and have 
relatable conversations with a coworker that has nothing to do with work. It sort of helps break break up the day a little bit and have a little fun um, in the workplace. Speaking of breaks, it's really important to take breaks. And I don't mean just, you know, to pick up your phone while you're at your desk and scroll through Instagram. That's not a break, right? Moving your eyes from one screen to another screen is not a break. What I really recommend doing when you take breaks and really schedule those breaks are to get up from your desk, stand up, walk around. Um, I know some people like to actually go for a walk. That means maybe you plan, hey, I'm going to go pick up a coffee from another office down the street or maybe walk to Starbucks, whatever you whatever you can do. Get up and take a break from your desk. And if you can, take a break from your phone too. So when you get up for that walk, leave your phone at your desk. Have a non-technology break a couple times throughout the day. Even if it was walk to the restroom that's not closest to your desk, maybe walk to the furthest restroom and take a restroom break that includes a couple of extra steps. Get some fresh air, maybe go outside if you can, um, whatever you can do to take those mental breaks away from your work, but also from technology. That's really helped me in the past. I just leave my phone at my desk and go to the furthest bathroom from my office to get those extra steps in, a little bit of longer break, um, some fresh air, and then get, get back ready um, to get back into it because I had an actual break. Another thing that I do at work that I really recommend and I know that I constantly nag my coworkers about is to not eat lunch in the same place that you work. And I don't mean you to like go out to lunch. I'm not saying go get food and go to restaurants every day. Not at all. But do not eat your lunch in the same place that you sit at work or stand at work. What I mean by that is Take your food and move, right? Sit in a different chair, sit at a different table if you can't sit outside. Um, but don't sit at your desk eating your lunch while working because what happens to your body is that your mind is still in work mode. So what it's doing is that it's thinking about work and it's not thinking about processing food. So this is also bad for your health because if you're not set separating the thought of this is lunchtime from work time, your body can't concentrate on processing the food that you're eating. So it's really important to really click off the work, change your setting, sit and focus on the task at hand, which is eating your lunch. And then your mind is telling your body, now it's time to process food, take out all the nutrition, right? Fill you up. And don't forget you drink your water. Um, that's not one of my tips, but always drink your water, have your water next to you, right? Provide some extra oxygen to your brain with your extra water. But yeah, definitely separate the place you eat your lunch from the place you work so that your mind can tell your body it's now time to process nutrients. So that's a big one. I always, always, always tell people to do this. Um, again, I have to remind myself, sometimes it's super busy and I can't get up, but I really try to at least for a quick meal, or even a snack, get up from my desk, sit somewhere else, and let my mind focus on break time, meal time, nutrition time. All right, so that's a good one. I definitely recommend everyone does. And while you're doing the lunch breaks, it's nice to sort of combine those things. Find that friend that you have at work that you can talk about non-related tasks with and have lunch with them once a week, maybe twice a week. I know this has really been awesome and fun for me to know that, hey, on Wednesdays, I'm going to have 
lunch with my girlfriend at work and we're going to talk about that latest episode of The Bachelor or, you know, whatever show you watch. And it's been really fun to really turn our brains off, eat lunch together, leave our cell phones at our desks and um, hold each other accountable for having non-work related talk. It's so easy to have lunch with a coworker and just um, talk about work or even uh, vent to each other because it's a good sounding board. But I've always tried with my coworkers uh, to turn it off and really focus on non-work related conversations and holding each other accountable to do that so that we can um, separate that work time from lifetime and non non-work conversations. So another one to try, maybe have a friend hold you accountable to some of these things. And generally, what I really recommend is to focus on work-life balance. Remind yourself that it's important to say no. When you say no to others, you're saying yes to yourselves. You can't always take on tasks and it's okay to say, I can't or I need to prioritize something else. That's okay. Another big takeaway for... um, balance is not to apologize don't say sorry if you can't help somebody don't say sorry i can't help just say thank you for understanding that i have to prioritize something else right now thank you for understanding that i can't help you with this project instead of apologizing try to say thank you to people for understanding try that this week next time you hear yourself saying sorry pause and rephrase and say thank you You'll see people really react to this really well, and you'll make you feel better that you don't feel guilt. Another general guideline for work-life balance that I really recommend would be making plans for weekends, for the summer, for happy hour, whatever you do for fun. Make sure you have plans to look forward to so you're not just getting through the week for the weekend, but you're working and have something fun to look forward to on the weekend. So make plans with friends, happy hours brunches, uh, maybe a fun workout or hike, but make plans and fun things to look forward to. That really helps me know that there is a balance. It's not just work, work, work. There's something fun um, to look forward to as well. And most, most, most importantly, be consistent. Be consistent with your daily habits. Be consistent with the boundaries. Be consistent with the work-life balance um, principles that you hold for yourself. And Little changes will make a big difference. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you like this episode. It's one of my favorite things to talk about. And if you don't subscribe, make sure you follow Bra Straps Podcast on Instagram. Have an awesome week. and Don't forget to balance. <laughs>